welcome everyone to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am so honored today to have with me international best-selling author Jeffrey Deaver. Uh, Mr. Deaver and I have had the pleasure of meeting up with each other a few times and talking on this show. Um, he has just released a brand new book called The Never Game and a new character, which I know you're going to love. And he so generously allowed me to be the first person he goes on book tour with to talk about this because the book actually releases on Tuesday. It is my honor and my privilege to introduce my friend Jeff Deaver back to Authors on the Air. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Hi, Pam. So delighted to talk to you. I've been really looking forward to it. We've had some thank wonderful you. conversations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Always. I, I feel so honored. I feel like you um, you pull out the best of me, if that's even possible, because you have so many interesting <laughs> things to talk about. So first of all, I want to ask, um, you've just have you just finished up or are you finishing up your duties as the president of uh, Mystery Writers of America? I am now the ex-president. Um, I went for two terms, uh, which I enjoyed uh, thoroughly. I think um, maybe Michael Connolly was a two-termer as well, but uh, I think there are term limits, so I unfortunately had to uh, step down, but had a um, had, had just a wonderful time doing it. Well, I, I want to tell listeners um, that you did something that not a lot of the of the presidents of an organization so large have an opportunity to do, and that is, I think you visited all the chapters, and um, you, you were very gracious to invite me and a, and a, one of my book reviewers to dinner with you um, when we were, when you were in Southeast Florida at Murder by the Beach, and it was a delightful time. We. Uh, Diane Stuckert, who was the chapter president, mm-hmm. was there. And not only did we have a great meal, but we laughed and talked quite a bit. So I want to thank <laughs> sure you um, publicly for inviting me. It was just a delight. Oh, it was very fun. And that was part of my uh, program. I, I teach uh, courses in writing. I think you and I have chatted about that before. And I, yes. I feel very strongly about um, getting the, the best product. Now, I have no problem calling a book a product. Because it is a product. Right. It's something we sure. create. And uh, getting the best product into the hands of the, the readers. And I, uh, after you know, probably 43 or 44 books, um, I, I, I can't say I'm a complete expert at it, but I've, I've settled on a, a, you know, a, a large body of rules that have helped me. And I, I wanted to share that with all the uh, chapters around the country. My only regret, there was no chapter headquartered in Hawaii, sadly, or the South. There you France. go. That would have been perfect. Now, was there a chapter <laughs> in Alaska? Uh, no, there was not. But, you know, it was something interesting. I, 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 my goal is, of course, I just turned 69. My goal is to hit uh, every state. And I'm, I think I'm missing four of them at this point. And Alaska is one. Alaska and Hawaii are, are uh, ones that I will get to at some point. There you go. Well, I want to talk about your new book, The Never Game. Um, those of us who know you and love you have and who've read every single one of your books, as you know that I have, <laughs> Indeed, we're yes. very surprised to get the new book with a brand new character, Colt Shaw. I, mm-hmm. I love this book, Jeff. It's, oh, it's, thank you, Pam. It has your unique sense of style, but it's a completely different type of character 
than you've written as your lead character. So will you, first of all, share just a little bit of the story because the book opens wide next week and I want everyone to go out and buy it. But tell us a little bit about the story and then we'll talk in depth about it. Okay. And it's interesting you mentioned that, Pam, because uh, there's a joke in Hollywood that when a producer is looking for a new uh, project to make, looking at a book or a script or something, he or she wants something that has been wildly successful in the past and yet has never been seen before. Right. And, of course, that's, that's a, a joke about Hollywood, but there's a little bit of truth in that. So um, I have learned over the years that my readers have come to expect a certain type of book from me, and that would be a book that moves very quickly over about two or three days. Uh, there's lots of internal reversals and twists and turns. And then there's a, um, of course, my big surprise endings, because I always like multiple surprise endings. And um, once I um, have that formula, and I call it a formula, nothing wrong with that, then I look for a different hook. What's the new thing? And so for the Never Game, uh, my, my latest book from Putnam, uh, introducing Coulter Shaw, it follows that formula, but then it also has this brand-new character who's kind of an interesting fellow. He's a, uh, uh, the son of a survivalist, and he travels around the country uh, seeking rewards. Uh, and I, I didn't know this phenomenon, but it's quite, quite curious. The government, um, as well as individuals, and by government I mean the federal government, police agencies around the country, offer rewards that can be up into the millions of dollars for uh, tips about uh, criminals who they are not able to find or missing persons. And I thought, well, here's a character. He's got a built-in career. He travels around the country in his Winnebago and uh, tracks down these rewards, not because he's interested in the money, but because a reward represents a problem that no one has yet been able to solve. And my character, Coulter, is a restless man. He has to get out into the world and and take on challenges. So uh, that, in a nutshell, actually kind of a long nutshell, I'm sorry about that, is the the book. (laughs) So he's... um... He is really just, I hate to say it, but in the ways of the Old West, he would be a gun for hire. He's, oh, he's yep. actually um, a, a hired tracker. Isn't that correct? Yep. And um, interesting you mentioned that because one of my all-time favorite TV shows was a, a show uh, that I'm surprised they have not done a remake of that as a movie. It was called Have Gun, Will we'll Travel, travel. <laughs> with Richard Boone. I just loved it. And then there was the movie Shane, of course. Uh, Alan Ladd yep. Jr. came to town. And I love those uh, stories. Or in, in terms of books, I loved um, uh, the John D. McDonald books with Travis McGee traveling around yes. the uh, 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 Florida, um, you know, uh, your neck of the woods, and yep. on his houseboat. I love that, you know, that hero who was kind of a loner, but maybe had a few flaws, but was nonetheless um, a, a hero. He was good. He, he or she went up against the bad guy, and then uh, they uh, they prevailed. And that's what I wanted Coulter Shaw uh, to be. Well, you know what? I Here's the thing that I, I love about you. When you think a character is kind of – you just kind of laid him out there. You know, this is a guy who's a, a tracker for hire. He's got a good reputation. He's willing to go where he needs to go. And as the story unwinds, You've once again done a diver, and you've thrown <laughs> in a huge twist that you just never expect to come along. And that is, once again, our, our I want to say our, but I, and it is, but it is your twist 
on on big business or artificial intelligence or mm-hmm. something like that technology it 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 has been not thematic but it has entered into your books in a way that w- is so unlikely it is so surprising you know even in the last one sure. the last mm-hmm. few books as a matter of fact mm-hmm. um so which begs the question do you hate technology as far as it's advanced? <laughs> I mean, no, has I'm, it I'm, gone I'm, too far? Is it going too fast? Do we need to slow down? Do we need to be wary of it? Oh, no, Pam, because I love technology for this reason. It scares the hell out of my readers, and that's what I <laughs> <laughs> I uh, When I uh, envision a book, my job is to uh, create a roller coaster a book that moves from page one to the last page nonstop. And because I write crime books, I have to look for a, um, a scenario or a theme that will reach into the, um, the souls of my readers and grip them and speed them along because they want to know, oh, my gosh, what is going to happen next? Because I understand what these poor potential victims are, um, are threatened by. And I thought – um, you know, there certainly terrorism exists, and you know, terrible things happen on a geopolitical level. But I think that crime fiction should work in a bit of, more of a um, a micro way. That the fears I want to engender in my readers are things that they think about when they sit down to their computer, when they look at that. Um, you know, webcam security system, and they can see everything in their house, and maybe some other people can see everything in the house. Or in the case of the Never Game, these video games that everybody plays, and I was astonished to learn how many millions, tens of millions, fifties of millions, if that's a proper expression, uh, play these video games um, in in America. I think uh, four out of five houses households in America have a, uh, a video game, um, play video game, somebody in the house who plays a video game. So I wanted the, uh, the, um, uh, the risks inherent in video gaming to grab the readers. It's interesting to me that you were, you're talking about how many gamers there are. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not that coordinated enough to play video <clears throat> games, but this isn't only kids that are playing. <laughs> These are adults that play, and they play against thousands of others online, these, these games. Well, you actually, never really Sam, know who you're connecting with, isn't that? Hundreds of thousands. I'm sorry? Hundreds of thousands. Sometimes hundreds of thousands really? are playing these same games, like World of Warcraft and uh, the online, they're called multiplayer online role-playing games. And uh, you might be uh, a knight in the uh, – the game itself. You might be a knight, you might be a spaceman, you might be a soldier, and uh, you're fighting either with or against somebody who could be uh, an 11-year-old Korean girl in, in Seoul, or a 65-year-old um, man in um, in Germany. You don't know. You're just uh, uh, playing these uh, uh, the avatars, those are the, the creatures you see, the characters you see in the game. And you have no idea, um, you know, actually who you're playing against. 
And I learned, you know, fascinating things, and I'm certainly not going to belabor it, uh, but, but I, I will say that um, I, I, I do not believe, after all the research I did for the Never game, and it was quite a bit of research, that video games lead to violence. Now, there's, a, uh, there's sometimes a, a correlation so that people, usually younger people, and I'll say late teenagers, who are inclined to violence, who maybe have right. slightly antisocial personalities, are drawn to violent video games, but they're drawn to a lot of violent things. But playing a video game is not going to make you a, uh, a violent person by any means. Um, right. But the problem with video games is like anything else, and as the uh, World Health Organization just announced, they can be addictive. And like any addictive activity or substance, at some point, <clears throat> excuse me, at some point it can um, kind of harm your daily life if it takes you away yes. from a normal functioning life. And video games do that, and it's added, contributed to the, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the lack of health among young people. Uh, there's been uh, uh, weight gain among game players. Uh, they just sit sometimes for long periods of time, and uh, they don't all eat junk food certainly, but they don't necessarily have the healthiest dietary habits, and they just don't get outside. And that's a theme I I look at in the book, and uh, but then I look at a lot of other sick and twisted things too. <laughs> Like I say, you 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 did a deeper in the book. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a thoroughly delightful read as far as crime fiction goes. Um, it is, you know, you and I have talked about what is a thriller and what's a mystery, and <laughs> and I, I I told you 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 said it's a roller coaster, and I say your books are a roller coaster in the dark, and so it, it's. <laughs> added to that you know it's added to that uh they're they're heart-pounding books and i want to say that when i start reading um a diva book i know i have to set everything else aside because i'm going to read that book from beginning to end in one sitting which i usually do and then of course Knowing that you were coming on, I have to, you know, I've got to go back and I have my sticky notes all through there and things I want to talk to you about, which would probably take us a couple hours, which so I won't do that to you. Um, Jeff, uh, you are going to start your tour next week. And um, we were kind of laughing, you know, in the green room that you like to go overseas. I know you take um, you take your your tour overseas you like going to italy and germany and england mm -hmm. and, and those places will you do the same when you start the never game tour uh yes i will be in the uh, the united states um starting um well this coming friday actually i start and i would encourage your uh, listeners uh, a bit of shameless self-promotion here just to go Absolutely. to com, and that's my website and uh, you'll see the schedule there. I'll, I'll be uh, in the U.S. for um, uh, the, uh, next week. The following week, I'll be in uh, England and um, uh, Ireland. I don't think I'm going to Scotland this time. And then I'll be doing a couple of um, events uh, throughout the summer. And then in uh, September, uh, actually, it's a good time to go there. I'll be in uh, Italy for my uh, tour there. That'll probably be... Uh, Two weeks in Italy, so I hope. Oh, uh, and I'll be in England. That I'll be in London for Capital Crime when you're going to be in in Italy. So, oh, really? Um, oh, I've heard yeah. that's a good event, Capital Crime. It's a it, well, it's their inaugural event, so I'm really excited about going. I'll be broadcasting live. That'll be fun. But oh, just for nice. those listening, um, Jeffrey Deaver starts his tour in North Bethesda, Maryland, um, at the Washington Writers Conference. He is the keynote speaker, and then goes 
goes on from there to Scottsdale, Arizona, Portland, Oregon, Denver, Colorado, Houston, Texas, Raleigh, North Carolina, Gaithersburg, Maryland, and Eureka Springs, back to, let me see, oh, Arizona, right? No, Arkansas. No, what I so, do, it's, it's, Benton, uh, yeah, it's Bentonville. Uh, it's um, uh, a great event called Books in Bloom near Bentonville, Arkansas. And uh, I, I, here's, here's the life of a writer for you, Pam. I fly from uh, the very small town of Bentonville, Arkansas, where apparently they don't allow big airplanes at the airport. I fly from there to London. And that took some planning, I'll tell you. Wow. Wow. That's a long trip. That's longer than me going from Miami to London. You know, because that's, I mean, that's, well, you're talking eight hours in the air from Miami. So that's a long oh, trip yeah. for you. Yeah, it's going to be a long wow. trip. I, go up to, I think I go up to Newark and then uh, um, I, I, I look at, I, I'm the sort of person that say, oh, it's, if this is Tuesday, it must be. Belgium was that how or Brussels? How right. did that work? I can't remember. But or it may have been the other way around. This is I'm in Brussels, so it must be Tuesday. But I look at my schedule a day ahead of time, and then uh, then uh, okay, well tomorrow I guess I better be someplace. But that's the life of a writer. You know, when I when I started this whole business, I thought, uh, oh, I'll just uh, sit in a dark room and write books, and which I still do, and that's great fun. But there's a lot more to it, and a, a very important part is meeting. My readers. I'm, a, as I say, a manufacturer of a product, and that means I have to get out and meet the consumers and see what they like and see what they don't like. Because some people uh, may not care for uh, Coulter Shaw, and uh, I want to hear why and how I can uh, fine tune things in the future. And isn't it true, though, that um, a lot of these bookstores are not the giant bookstores? Now, Murder by the Book obviously is, <laughs> but um, but isn't it? important also to meet the retailers because these are the oh, people absolutely. who choose yeah. to put your books on their shelves. And I like to thank them because um, they are part of the team. I mean, we're all a, a partnership here. Uh, you, Pam, yes. the journalist, um, my publisher, the wholesalers, the um, online uh, retailers as well, the brick-and-mortar retailers. I couldn't yes. do this if not for you all. I would uh, be writing for my dogs, which you may actually hear in the background. I don't know. You my, always say I, that, I, and your dogs are so good. I actually <laughs> had to lock one of my cats in a room because oh. – <laughs> um, you know, knowing that you're putting the dogs away, I had to put one of the cats away because the rest yeah. of them are good. She was whining. But um, uh, by the way, are you still are you showing this year any dogs? Uh, yes, yes, we've had quite some success. We um, just had a, a Group One win for our boy. His name is Sheik C H I C, um, and uh, he is. Uh, I think at the moment he is um, in Florida. He, oh, I know what he's doing. He's heading to. Um, Heading to, um, if I can remember the name, Bradenton, I think, uh, for a Bradenton. big dog show down there. Yeah. Yep. And he'll be competing with some of the uh, the top dogs down there, and he's a, he's a good boy. So we've had quite some success. We were at the Westminster Dog Show this year and um, did a – we got a um, – basically it's called an award of merit. It's not the, the number one uh, number one award, but it was a perfectly reasonable award, and we're uh, looking forward to uh, this uh, the competitions coming up in the near future. How fun! How fun! Um, and are you? Do you still ballroom dance occasionally, Jeff? Do you have a chance? <laughs> um, you know, Pam. I, um, to be honest with you, I am now writing two novels, three short stories, 
all of which will have to be done within the next 12 months. The, the novel and short stories much sooner than that. And, um, you know, at some point in time, you just do want to sit back and get that beer, that glass of wine and kick back yep. a little bit. So there are some things that I have to say have fallen by the wayside. And there's also the fact that I was a pretty bad ballroom dancer. So if I'm going to give up something, it's going to be the, the sort of thing that I don't really have any uh, either natural. That you don't excel at. I understand that. For. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also a foodie and I know you like to cook oh, well, and I know you love yeah. really great restaurants. So mm-hmm. have you found any place really exceptional that you can brag about? Well, um, actually, I can. Uh, there is a, a restaurant in downtown Durham, North Carolina, and it's um, in the Durham Hotel. And uh, the restaurant is simply called uh, the like the, the restaurant at the Durham Hotel. I think it's called the Durham, actually. And um, it has a, quite an eclectic menu. And I can recommend two things if any of your listeners happen to be in the area. That's the, the, the college town where uh, Duke University is located, by yes. the way. So there's, there's quite a sophisticated uh, um, uh, uh, part of town. And um, the, uh, they have a steak. It's a, um, uh, a ribeye, aged, dry-aged ribeye that is probably the best steak I've ever had. Wow. And then uh, – a uh, what is oh it's like a shepherd's pie the the traditional casserole but it's um, it's uh, vegetarian um, I don't know if it's vegan but it's definitely vegetarian and uh, I would I would recommend that hands down if anybody goes there oh it sounds fabulous well I'm uh, I've been you know doing my due diligence researching restaurants now because it's been so long since I've been in London and you know how restaurants are Jeff they turn over so fast they're kind of like oh, books yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. one along that you have to read but um yes. but I also have been cooking an awful lot and I was thinking about you the other day when I was uh, making I was making ratatouille actually and I was thinking about you and saying I wonder if Jeff is still cooking or not you know because oh, I know yeah. I love it and and I'm vegetarian now so <laughs> I'm always well, I, looking for speaking great of uh, ratatouille with eggplant. I just made um, uh, moussaka or moussaka. I don't know how it's pronounced. The Greek dish with uh, sliced eggplant, yes. a bechamel, yes. Um, yes. vegetables, and no uh, no meat in it. I mean, oh, I shouldn't say that. I made two. Uh, one had lamb. The other was a vegetarian version, <laughs> which I had. I, I, I still eat meat, but I was just more in a vegetarian mood. And uh, that was oh you know I'm getting hungry now that we've had this conversation. But, you and uh, me both. <laughs> Mediterranean food that's my weakness right now. Anything Greek you know that all that wonderful northern and southern Italian and and all of those mm-hmm. islands. I'm really into Mediterranean right now. So and when I see you, you in New York, very, uh, we'll, we'll have to make a plan to go grab a quickie someplace. You know a quickie bite in a in a Mediterranean restaurant. I've got just the place to go, too. It's on 44th Street, not far from the uh, Constance Hotel. Fabulous. Jeff, tell everyone the name of the book, when it releases, and your first stop again, please. Sure. Uh, The the name of the book is The Never Game uh, by Jeffrey Deaver, of course. It will be out on um, May uh, 14. That's the uh, release date. And uh, but I will be doing a couple early events. One is in um, uh, Bethesda. One will be in Scottsdale. And um, I'll be uh, appearing, I think, um, well, it might be Houston. I'm not quite sure what the, the, uh, I think it's Denver. I think it's probably the Tattered Cover or um, 
uh, might be up in uh, Portland. Again, I don't have my Portland. schedule in front it's of me. For the release oh, date. it's in Portland. Yeah. Okay, that's the actual release date. Thank you for that. And um, at Powell's. Then uh, at Powell's, yeah, great, great uh, independent bookshop in Portland, by the way. So, um, uh, yes, if anybody's there, please come out. Uh, any, any of your listeners love to say hi, and uh, maybe we can share some recipes too. <laughs> there you go, and make sure you say you heard Jeff on Authors on the Air. So um, I'll be thrilled to know that. This is my friend Jeffrey Deaver. The book is The Never Game, one of 43 or 44 of the best books I've ever read. I have every book in my collection, and um, I'm bringing this one for you to sign in New York. Thank you so much for being with me, Jeff, as always, and um, have a great trip. It sounds like fun. Thank you, Pam, and I'll look forward to seeing you in just a few months. It'll be great fun again. See you in a couple months, Jeff. Thanks for being with me, and thank you, everybody. I'll see you later. Thank you.